I don't have like an introduction or anything. If you ever listen to any of mine, it's literally just like you hit the thing. It's like, so what were you doing last night? You know, it's just it's so um, unscripted and weird. Um, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. But hi, good morning, sir. Good afternoon good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of morning. I sleep in a little bit. I I did too. I had to I had to be up at seven a.m. yesterday for blood work, and seven a.m. on Friday to get to my work studio, and today I slept until ten thirty. And I can't remember the last time I was up at 7 a.m. That's It's rare. It's, it's rare it's, for me to be up that it's, early. It's hard, I find. Well, I just all my life have stayed up as late as possible. Yeah, like, I, I, I need to know about that because when you're alive, for me, it's, an or, it's a normal time. When you right. end, it is not a normal time. For me or you? <laughs> for you. For, for you. Because, <laughs> okay, like, yeah, for, you're what, three hours? For me, hours? definitely. You're three hours, right? Because I'm twelve fourteen right, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's Eastern time for me. Holy shit, dude! Like, I don't, I, I hate just. Jump. I wanted to have like a little bit of casual banter at first, but I can't, I can't. Like, it just, it came up too natural. I need to know why are you up so late? Uh, well, so that time has been the time I've streamed, um, forever. I mean, when I started, um, originally I chose that time because my wife and daughters would be asleep okay and so i thought it would just be easiest for me to stream where it was quiet in the house um i didn't have to worry about you know not paying attention to them i yeah. could just focus on the stream and they would be asleep um but then uh, that time just seemed to work most of my audience gravitated towards either being west coast or even like uh, you know australia on the other side of the globe yeah. So it, it made it easier for me, but I also had that audience that if I had switched times, you know, it would have been a different group of people that would be watching me. So I kind of had to commit once I was there. Yeah. Um, but but I've always I've always stayed up late. I mean, even once once two a.m. happens when I'm done, I'm usually still up for a couple hours because I can't just fall asleep. I just can't do that. I mean, so after like, the, yeah, after the amount of talking and stuff that you do to everybody, you have to come down and everything. Yeah, there's a there's a, a cool down period for me, and that cool down is usually, you know, I if I'm hungry because it, you know, if I ate at like seven o'clock at night, yeah. and it, and I end my stream seven hours after I've eaten. Yeah. Usually, I'm eating some sort of snack at like three a.m., which sucks, but it could be like grapes or something. We're not, you know, oh yeah, yeah, awful, but but just something to, you know, fill me up a little bit, but. You know, I might um, watch some YouTube videos, just something, uh, if I need to do anything after the stream, whether it's creating sound effects or whatever, if I have to make any adjustments, I'll do that then. But um, but now, so that time has changed, or the time hasn't changed, but what has changed is my daughters stay up later. There's yeah. times where I get off the stream and they're still up. Or my wife now works from home. So before, when I started the stream, she was having to get up at like 6.30 and drive to work. Oh, shit. But, you know, since the pandemic. Now she works from home, so there's a lot of times where she's able to stay up almost the duration of the stream and just sit behind me. So your entire household is up basically all night. Yeah, we're 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 all pretty much night owls. How? Yeah. If 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 you don't mind me asking, like, I can't do that for my job because I have to be up. At, I have to be at my computer at like eight thirty nine a.m. So I can't yeah. stay up that late and everything. But how if how do you guys manage to do that? Well, uh, I'll the. For my wife, uh, it's easy for her because working from home, she's very lucky in that her job doesn't require her to be on at uh, select times. Oh. 
So she she could work at 11 p.m. if she wanted. As long as she's getting what she needs done, mm-hmm. she's fine. She's constantly checking emails doing. So she that doesn't affect her, really. She just needs to get um, her eight hours a day. They don't care when it's done. It, it doesn't even have to be eight hours. She's just salaried, and she oh. just, as long as she gets what she needs done uh, and nobody's complaining about it, <laughs> she's fine. Yeah, so it's, it's a great gig for her. Um, my daughters, however, you know, they got to be at school. So yeah. <laughs> there's there's many times where they're taking naps when they get home. Uh, um, now for me, I'm a different I'm a different story because my schedule is a little weird as a teacher. Yeah, but you're I'm a teacher. Not, yes, I'm a teacher. I, I I I'm not gonna lie to you. I've tried to avoid finding anything about you for a <laughs> while now. Like as soon as I was told, like, have you heard of Fliggity? Do you know who Fliggity is? I was like, no. Who the hell is this guy? And then as soon as I started playing flight sim with you guys, I'm like, I need to make sure I know nothing about him. Nothing. Because I want, I, like, I, I had already planned I wanted to do this. I was just waiting, biding my time until it's like, okay, I think he knows who I am now. Now I can reach out. So all of this is a surprise to me. That's that's awesome. But listen, I don't hide anything. And I do that on purpose mm-hmm. because since I started streaming... Um, I do have former students that uh, watch me and some current students. That's so cool. And um, uh, I will be honest, also, some of my former students are moderators in the channel. That's awesome. And and the reason is because I trust them. I know them. And they um, know you. They know what you're cool yeah. with. Well, here's the thing. Oh. Uh, in, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm, I'm not changing that. <laughs> I'm just I'm I, when some people go well you know your students watch you or your students are moderating you know how, and you say you know them well the thing is I'm not a math teacher I'm not an English teacher that sees a kid for an hour a day yeah maybe every other day depending on what kind of schedule you have um, I am a percussion teacher and so what I teach yeah I teach uh, percussion in band um, so my students that I teach um, I have taught. Some of them I have taught privately since they were sixth graders. Yeah. Um, and then once I taught them from sixth, seventh, eighth, all the way through senior year of high school, I've taught them not only privately for seven years, but I've taught them in their class for seven years. And then there's a group that I teach every weekend. I don't anymore. This year we're not. But there was a drum line that would meet for six months out of the year every weekend. And some of my students would do that. So not only do I see these kids in their lessons, in their class, um, but also marching band after school or football games or marching band contests or Holy drumline cow. on the weekends. So these are kids that I that are no longer kids. I mean, yeah. I, listen, the people that are mods are in their 20s, mid-20s now. Yeah. You know, like I've got one that I started teaching when he was 12, and now he has two kids. That's insane. You know? so, so these these I say I say kids are yeah. not kids anymore, you know. Um, so they're so I, so I trust them because I've known them for so long, and 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 I I know that they would uh, you know not do anything to hurt hurt me. That's so, that's crazy cool. So it's it's a little different than like I said than being like a math teacher and English teacher. Yeah. Um, that's people say, "Were well, you worried about your your current students, you know, knowing that you stream or you know." Um, no, in fact, uh, this year uh, I showed up to a, uh, marching band rehearsal. Yeah. Um, and all of them were wearing a Fliggity shirt and I didn't know they were going to do it. Oh I had no my God. Purchased them. They were buying them and putting in, uh, anonymous names, uh, because I see who buys them. Yeah. And I didn't know. And they started buying them, um, 
months in advance. Oh, they knew they them. were doing this. Yeah, they they staggered them. So if I had seen like ten shirts all bought at once, yeah, I'm like mm, that's a little shot. A little yeah, weird. something's up. <laughs> yeah. So so they all know I stream, and um, at first I was a little um leery of of letting uh people I worked with know I stream because I thought they would look down on it and or just be like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I but yeah. I never I never got into it to make money. That was never a thing. That wasn't even a, a concept. Yeah, why did you start? Like what when? what you no know, why? Like what what just prompted you to just start, you know, on Twitch or if you didn't even start on Twitch, like what brought that up? What was the initial thought? Yeah, Twitch was the first thing. Um I had I'd never done anything um before that. I love games. Okay. I love playing video games. I have all my life. I can and, see them. <laughs> uh, At least yes. I think that's what those are. Those are the OG like eight bit Nintendo cartridges. Oh, that's so fucking cool, man. I have over three hundred. Holy shit. <laughs> um I just and I'm I'm more of a collector with that, but I grew up, you know, with an Atari seventy eight hundred and just played games all my life. When I was in high school, I played games and drums. That was yeah. it. I just I was in band, I was a nerd, games and drums. And um so I would watch people on twitch uh because at the time i was playing a lot of hearthstone card game by mm -hmm. blizzard um and uh and i still do every now and then but i would watch people play that on twitch and i probably did for like two years and i think as i watched them i kept thinking you know i like playing games enough that maybe i could just play i also used to watch people play retro games i liked watching older games i i could get behind older. that yeah yeah because it's not well, something I'd put money into, but I'd be like, oh. Yeah, it was more of a nostalgia thing. Like, I like watching people play games that either reminded me of my childhood or yeah. games that I never had an opportunity to play. So I would just watch them. And as I did that for a couple of years, I thought, you know, I could, I feel like I could play a game and maybe have a couple people watch me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe people I know, like friends of mine or former students. Yeah. Because um, they knew I played games, whatever. So I decided to stream, and my very first game was Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. What? How did because you? Because I never played it. How did you stream? Sorry, I, I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you stream that? Like, how did you connect it and all that stuff? Because no, Super... no, 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 it was it was emulated. Oh, okay, was emulated. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and and there are people that you know pride themselves on playing with original hardware, but mm. I just I, it's too I, hard. I do. I do have a Super Nintendo, but I didn't have the connections. And I, I mean, I could have, but I just wasn't going to. Yeah. It's easier to just deal and with. And it's emulation. very expensive to get it to work. I mean, I don't know how it, how expensive it is. It's just, I mean, if you have the, the hardware, it's a matter of just getting a cable. You just have to have, what, an RCA to HDMI adapter or something like that. But so I use that as an opportunity to say, maybe I can stream just to play games that I never got to play when I was a kid because I didn't own them. I didn't own Super Metroid, and I heard it was a you know a great game. People loved it, so that I'm just going to use this as a chance to just play. And obviously, when you're first starting, yeah, you don't if you don't have a built-in audience because I didn't come from YouTube or, mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I had to hope that either people I knew in real life would watch me, yeah, or people would scroll down the retro list far enough to find someone with zero to one viewers, yeah, and. Over the course of three years, that's all I did. I just played random games. Yep. And I kept a list of everything I played. I got to the point where I would rate it. I would say how long I played it. 
because uh, I love documenting that kind of stuff. And I went from over three years. Um, it took me, well, it took me three years to get about 580 followers. Yeah. And so during those three years, I averaged anywhere between eight and 12 people watching my stream, which I thought was awesome. The fact that eight people would want to watch me play Chrono Trigger or, yep. you know, uh, the new God of War, the old God of War. I mean, it was just a chance. It was really just a chance for me to just play games that normally I wouldn't play mm -hmm. or I wouldn't finish. Because when you're streaming, you almost feel like you have an obligation. It, to yeah, finish I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. It's good for me because I I want to get I want to get through that. Mm hmm. But I might not have the motivation unless I know someone else is there saying, well, I also want to see the end. You have to do this. Yeah. So after three years of doing that, um, I knew Flight Sim was coming out. I had never played a Flight Sim. Now, I had worked at an airport fueling airplanes. Okay. Um, my dad was executive director of an airport in Kentucky. Oh, shit. And so I grew up kind of around airports but not enough to want to fly or mm. interested in, in any of that. But I did fuel smaller airplanes, and so I was around them, but not enough to really do anything with flight simulators. But when I saw the new simulator was coming out, and I had seen old simulators before, I thought, that looks like something I would want to do. So I knew it was going to come out about a year in advance, and we just kept doing our thing. We kept playing our games. Yeah. And when Flight Sim came out, um, I played it... Uh, actually, it's funny. The night it came out, most of my stream that night was watching the loading bar just slowly <laughs> inch forward. We, we, we were playing a different game, but yeah. we had the loading bar cropped out. And oh, my God. Put on the bottom of the screen so people would just see. That's awesome. So I probably played it for 30 minutes that night. Not yeah. much, right? Just, just a little bit. The following night, I was uh playing it really for the first full time mm -hmm. and i had no clue what i was doing because i'd never played a flight sim before what was your setup like sorry i did I, yeah. I i need to ask so so my setup was a flight stick okay it was it was just a flight stick and the reason i had a flight stick yeah was because a year earlier i was interested in playing a different simulator called x-plane okay and i wanted to play it and i only played the demo of it so i went and got this flight stick and I played the demo for about a week. And that week, they announced Flight Sim 2020 was going to be coming out in Fuck a year. Yeah. Okay. So I take this flight stick, and I put it back in the closet, and I delete X-Plane, and I say, I'm not going to play until this thing comes out a year from now. Yeah, you don't so burn I'm just out biding on my it. Time. Yeah, yeah, I'm just biding my time for a year. So, so the reason the second night of Flight Sim is important in my stream yeah. is because... Do you know who Andy Malinakis is? Sorry. He had a show on MTV. Okay. He was also, did you ever see the movie Waiting? Yes. The server? Yes. He was one of the bussers. Okay. He's a T-Dog. Oh, my God. That He's no the shit. little guy with the braids. Okay. All right. I think it's it's Nate and T Theodore, T-Dog. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just remember them doing the, the whippets, I think the they're whip, called. Yeah. Yeah, the whip cream or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So, that's him, right? He okay. has a, a great stream on Twitch. Oh, shit. Um. And I would say when you watch him, he averages around anywhere between like two and four thousand people probably watching him. Wow. Um, yeah, he's you know he's got almost a million followers, something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Um, so the reason that's important is yeah. because he also decided to try to play flight sim 
right when it came out. Okay. And so I, who have never played Flight Sim, am just playing for 12 people, mm -hmm. whatever, and I get raided by him. And it no was almost 1,000 people raided. It was like 900 and something people. Wow. And not only am I not aware of what to do in flight sim but i also don't know how to entertain a large audience yeah because chat like so, you're you're like me you're very into chat yeah yeah I, well and it was easy when you had eight people you know like i could i could really just banter with them a little bit yeah <laughs> how's your kids how's the wife you know sure yeah, yeah. just day-to-day -day things but so when he dropped in um i didn't understand why he would raid me because I was, again, I only had a few people, like 10, 12 people. Why mm -hmm. would he find me? And that kind of carried on now, even when I raid people now, I do the same thing. I scroll down as much as I can and see, is there anybody that has two people, mm -hmm. you know, that, that maybe is just starting that I can, I can give a burst to. And cause he, you know, he kind of did it for me. Um, so that stream, the remainder of that stream, I averaged around 250 viewers. Most people left, but enough where 250 were still there. And yeah. So I was excited, right? Just got this buzz. And so the following night, it probably wouldn't have amounted anything. I ended up having about 35 to 40 average viewers the whole night. They all came back. Or most no, of they, oh, some of them. I will say some of them came That's back. That's awesome. I, the here's what I figured out. I figured out that streaming in a category like Microsoft Flight Sim made it so much easier for people to find me. Yeah. Because for the first three years, if I wasn't in the retro category, mm -hmm. I was in the God of War category or the Uncharted category or just, you know, random, random games. We really just played whatever. Yeah. And either a lot of people aren't looking at those categories or there are already big streamers in those categories that they're not going to find me. Yeah. With Flight Sim, there weren't a ton of people streaming it. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if there were 20 people, that's still it only didn't take 20. long to scroll down like five rows or something yeah. on Twitch. You know? It wasn't that much. So over the course of the next year or so, that, just, that number just kept growing. And if you look on, a, there's a Twitch tracker dot, TV, yeah. I think his website. I don't know if you go there. Yeah. If you look at my account for the first three years, it's just this tiny little line for mm -hmm. three years doing this. And then on August 19th, 2020, it's like a wall of of viewers. I mean, it just it goes like this and it just does this. I mean, like it it's shocking how obvious it is with me switching from everything I had done before to flight sim. Wow. And, and from that point on, I was averaging 60 to 70 viewers, and I had applied for partner a couple times and um, been declined because I hadn't had that viewership for long enough. Like, they, they really make you kind of earn it. Yeah. And then Flight Sim died down a little bit, so I kind of dropped. You have to be at 75 or above to get mm -hmm. partner. And I was, like, you know, in the 68, 70 range. And then some updates would would happen for flight sim you know mm -hmm. it would come out for the xbox I yeah think that was a big boost oh, you know yeah and so i tried it again i reapplied again and ended up getting it so um it's really crazy because flight sim is one of those things that for me 
it's a great thing to stream because the community is great. It's typically older people, more mm-hmm. mature people. Um, but I also know that I kind of have a ceiling because there just aren't a lot of people that watch it, mm-hmm. at least at my time of day. Yeah. When I stream, there are probably, if you look at uh, each category in Twitch, if you look at Microsoft Flight Sims category when I'm streaming, there are about 200 viewers. Okay. And I might have... Oh, you have like half of them. Yeah, I might even have anywhere between 70 and 110 or something like that, depending on the night. So if I were to stream during the day, my Mm -hmm. time, during like right now, right now it's like, what, 8.30, 9.30 in Europe or, or United Kingdom. Yeah. This is probably a big time. If I went to Twitch right now and looked at how many uh, viewers there are, it, it's probably anywhere between a thousand and two thousand. Um, they just, they just tend to watch it a little bit more at this time. Yeah. So if I really wanted to grow, maybe I could do it at this time of day, but then my existing audience, it might not be good for them. They'll get dwarfed, you know. So like, it's just not gonna happen. I it, I actually wanted to ask about that. Like I that that's one thing I've always been worried about or scared of. Um, if my channel ever got bigger, because I'm gonna step back a few uh, a little bit and then come back to this. You said it took you three years, and you sat at around eight to twelve. And I smiled because of how refreshing it is to hear that. Like I I, I started like five years ago, and I've noticed in the five years, everyone wants to stream. And a few people are like, it's been three months. I still only have two viewers. It's been six months. I still only have two viewers. And they, maybe I'm using the wrong words, but they whine and they cry about it and they complain about it. It's like, you don't understand how difficult it is to actually grow. Cause I did the same for about three years. I sat at like five to 10 and under 300 people. And then all of a sudden, and I wish I remember what, I think it was Dauntless that I was playing. Dauntless just went poof, through the roof. But like you said, there's a, there's a ceiling to it, but that ceiling, if you go past it and you start having like 200 people in your chat at night or 500 or 1,000 or 2,000, you concentrate on chat, which is why I like watching you so much because you actually look at chat, which is, for me, if I'm ever rating somebody, if they don't look at chat, I'm not rating you. I'm just a yeah. piece of shit that way. But would you ever really want to have that much? Because I'm sure some of these people have been with you for so long that like you're, you're friends now and they just... Um, well, then that would, I guess that's kind of a twofold question. I do know that there are people who don't watch me anymore because they enjoyed the eight to 10 person stream. They yeah. thought it was very intimate and they liked it. Mm-hmm. And when I had 40 people, they didn't like it. They just thought this is too much for me and I can't fault them. for Yeah. That. Just that's the fine. wall of text and everything. Right. Um, me personally, I don't like watching big streamers. I, I just don't, mm-hmm. you know, like the other day, I, well, not the other day, like a year ago or so, I saw my daughters watching a big, big streamer. I mean, he, he probably had, you know, 10,000 people watching them at, at the same time. And, and I, and, and that's for them. But I was like, you know, why do you watch them? You know, do you feel, I don't know. And it's, it's because it's entertaining. Yeah. It's not, it, there are viewers that want to feel important. Mm-hmm in in the process of what you're doing like in the entire package that we're doing there are viewers that want to be a part of everything and so they're not going to fit in in a in a thousand or two thousand person stream yeah um, or or depending on how well you keep up because 
if the chat, listen, I've seen a thousand and two thousand person streams where the chat is non-existent. People aren't typing um, because the maybe they know the person doesn't really read chats or the person is just playing a game and not even talking. Maybe those people are just watching because they want to see how this person plays this game. Yeah, The person's not entertaining in any fashion, but they're so good at what they do that their audience wants to see them do it, you know, whether it's League yeah. of Legends or whatever. I, I've I've seen similar streams like that, and, like, there there's a few people that I will watch that are very large, but I don't watch them for the... I, I was trying to find a way to say it while you are talking. Personality or personability. So I watch those large ones for their personality because it's like, this guy's funny. They got funny takes. Like the the number one that I can think of is like Markiplier and his two buddies, Bob and Wade. Those three together, I will never type in their chats, but I will sit and watch with their like 4,000 to 10,000 viewers because their personalities together. But, you know, when I come to channels like yours and everyone else's, it's the, I, I believe personability is the right word. It's because I'm seeing somebody who I deem is like a famous person that is actually speaking to me. And it's like, holy fuck, they answered my message. Oh my God, this is exciting. And like that little bit of excitingness was crazy. Like when I first came into your chat and I was like, hey man, you're like, hey, Gumbo. I'm like, oh my God, he said my name. Like <laughs> that, that feeling is just, it's awesome. And like, you don't get that in big channels, which is why I agree with you. I, I like the smaller ones. Like less than a hundred is my... I'm, I'm cool with less than 100 because like you said half the time they're not you're not gonna have 100 people talking there's well, I, I think it's like 40 percent actually types the rest are just like dude i'm just playing a game and i love having you in the background sure sure yeah thanks for watching and that's it mm. um no listen i first of all i'm not famous in any stretch of the imagination and i like talking to people um, for a couple reasons. One, it, it makes my stream more enjoyable for me personally, because mm -hmm. if I had to sit for three hours and just fly an airplane or play a video game, whatever it is, yeah. if it's just three hours of that, I personally get bored. Mm -hmm. So what helps make those three hours go by quicker for me is conversation. Um, you know, in our in our stream, we do what we call in-flight entertainment, where yeah. during the flight we have, you know, we play GeoGuessr or Jackbox. Those are the things for me that that help the stream move along. I don't, mm -hmm. listen, I don't really, yes, I do it for the audience because I don't want the audience to get bored watching yeah. the same image on screen for three hours. Of just clouds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and there are people that do that. There are people that love that. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I don't want them to get bored and I don't want me to get bored. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel that first of all every time i get a follow i thank them by their name always i've, <laughs> I've watched streams where they get gift subs and subs and follows and they the streamers don't even recognize it they don't they even don't say even anything it. and it just it hurts me so much to know that the people in chat um, yes, they're so showing their they're showing their support, mm -hmm. but the streamer isn't giving it back. And and some of them are so big, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to them. Yeah, but I can't do that because I want every single person that's willing to spend even a few seconds in the stream to feel like it was a good time and mm -hmm. they were welcome and they were important. Um, even when I like meet someone in real life mm -hmm. and someone says, "Hey, uh, you know, Brian, this is Bob. Bob, mm -hmm. Brian, Brian." Bob. I will shake their hand and say, Bob, nice to meet you. I always like say their name because it will help me remember their name maybe five minutes later. 
that's if that's I don't a good say idea. It, I'll probably forget it. I just I I'll probably have. Yeah, to I have the same problem. <laughs> so I'll do the same thing with um, chat when they subscribe, when they follow, when mm -hmm. they say hello for the first time. If I see it's a first time chat and they say hello, there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't even say hi back. But uh, if if they say hello from Brazil, you know, and I'll look at their name and I'll say you know, whatever the name is. Hello from Brazil. How are you? Welcome. I don't speak Brazilian or Portuguese, but I'm glad you're here. And let me know if you have any questions because maybe that's enough mm -hmm. to make them want to come back. Mm -hmm. Like for me, them following is great. Them coming back the next night and watching you again mm -hmm. is like, that's when you really know you've done something right. And yeah, that follower count means shit. If your viewer Correct. counted, yeah. <laughs> and and I and I hate and speaking of that, I hate follow bots. Like I delete every single follow I get from a follow bot. Yep. Because the number to me, I don't want it to be inflated. Yeah. You know, there there are people that love it. There are people that pay for it. The people like I want hundreds of thousands of followers. Nope. When and and so when I'm getting ready to raid somebody and I see someone has ten thousand followers but they have two people watching them, something's wrong. Yeah. So I don't do it. I'm like, eh. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, something seems fake. That, I, I, I yeah. Huh. So, like, why, why? Oh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's I okay. want to make sure I say this. I want to make sure I say this because I didn't say this earlier. I kind of jumped around. Oh, right. When you were talking about my schedule and how it works as a teacher. Yeah. I, and I, I, I don't completely around, forgot. <laughs> I, I do want to so make sure you. I say this because some people don't understand it. Yeah. My teaching schedule is yeah. not normal. There are days where I don't have to teach until 1.30 in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Because I focus on just teaching percussion class. Yeah. There are days where I have to be at middle schools at 9.30 a.m. Those are difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have to do full days, right? I go teach a few classes, mm -hmm. and then I come home. I might have some after-school practices. I might have after-school rehearsals. Um, my job is is really strange i don't have a full-time job i have a lot of part-time jobs a lot so like i go teach for a few hours a day depending on what time yeah i stream late at night i play in a band i play drums in a band i was gonna and, ask about that <laughs> but we're a beach band and so we are more seasonal we typically oh. don't play a lot except for the summer Okay. Which works for me because I don't have to deal with a lot of school things. It's anywhere between like May and October. Yeah. Um, but, and the other thing I do to make money is I write music for marching bands um, around the country. I oh, work no for way. A company. I actually work for a company that uh, high schools from around the country will go to this company and say, we want to buy this show. Mm-hmm. And then the company will come to me and say, this school from New Mexico wants to do this show. We're going to send you all the brass parts. Okay. Um, you need to write all the drum parts. And so I get paid to write all the drum parts. Now, the really cool thing is once I write those parts, yeah, all that stuff goes in a catalog. And in the following years, people can choose from the catalog. And I just keep getting money repeatedly. And I don't have to write it anymore. That's so, so cool. Like last year, I wrote a show and it sold five times. Whoa. So, you know, like, so if, it, but listen, if I make like 300 bucks off of it, well, if I sell it five times, I made 1500. Yeah. And next year it might sell another five and next year it might sell another five. So, and I don't have to write it anymore. It's already done. So I do a lot of weird, random things to make money. Yeah. 
Uh, now, none I mean, of that gets me health insurance. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems to be working out, though, because after I bought the same flight systems that you've got, you can see my yoke right here. Yes. Um, yes. They're not cheap, so it seems to be working no. out for you. <laughs> well, but I also try to take what I get from the stream and put it back yep. into the stream. Like Everything that I have, I've tried to say what you have given has made this product better. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. So anyway, I just want to make sure I said that. Yeah. So so you're a drum teacher, right? Like Yeah. I I, I went to art school. So words are not my forte. I'm more uh drawing and coloring and stuff. Yeah. So because you're a drum teacher, I have to ask, the movie Whiplash. How do you, how do you yeah. feel about that? <laughs> so, um I will be honest, I could not watch it from beginning to end without fast forwarding a lot through it. Why? Um because that's not how that's not how that is in real life as someone that was a percussion major in college yeah. that learned from a professor um uh, most of that was very unrealistic and um it was just like the movie drumline yeah was very unrealistic huh. um it just it it just hurts me it's too fake to see the teacher yelling and screaming in the kid's face and um, you know, the kid's hands bleeding so much that he's just going crazy with the solo. And listen, the solo he does at the very end is very good. But then like the, you know, the teacher, whoever like comes around, he's all about it. And it's very, it was, it was a very Hollywood type thing. Mm. Um, um, as someone that learned from a professor, um, you, you professors just don't act that way. And if they do, the students leave. Like yeah, they just they won't they won't put up with it. Yeah, they'll, it doesn't matter what the what the end is, I guess. Eh? I mean, at least at least from my personal experience, yeah. you know, I learned from one of the best percussion professors in the country. His name's Jim Campbell mm -hmm. from the University of Kentucky. He's a Hall of Fame um, Percussive Arts Society oh, uh, wow. professor. He's just he's great at what he does. He's very knowledgeable. And when I see a movie like that, I'm like, that's not how life works. That's not how this is. So yeah. Uh, people might love it because it was more Hollywood-ish, but uh, it wasn't for me. It was just a good story for me, but it, it did have its moments where I'm like, Ugh. Well, and that's just it. They want you to fe have a feel-good story that the kid kind of wins in the end, right? Like, yeah. he, he converts the teacher to believe in what he's doing, and um, I just didn't like the, the – if I remember correctly, doesn't he get hit and there's some violence? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he hits him at one if point. the teacher hits him and stuff. I mean, like, that's not – that doesn't work. That doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah and, and if then... it did, it may be – listen, I know that there are stories of teachers, you know, hitting kids, you know, 40 years ago because in the 70s and 80s, that was just – it was just the way they did things. Exactly. But I don't think that's when that movie is supposed to take place. I think that no. it's supposed to be present day. And yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. What got you into drumming? Like, why why drumming? Uh, it's a good question. When I was in sixth grade, I was in a cafeteria at my elementary school, and mm. the high school band director brought all the instruments, set them in the cafeteria, and went through all of them and started playing them. And when he got to the little bell kit, the little bells, yeah, I um, I said, ooh, I want to play that. I like that. I'll play that. Well, my grandmother was a piano teacher. Okay. My grandfather played banjo in a bluegrass band, but that That's was about cool. it. I, my parents didn't play anything. Just yeah. my grandparents did. And so when I saw these bells, I was like, I want to do that. So I went to my parents and I said, I want to do this. And we rented, you know, you would rent a little bell kit. So I practiced, I played. And um, when I went into seventh grade, they gave me music for bass drum. 
okay. and snare drum. And I said, I didn't, this is not my music. I have bells. And they said, no, you're a percussionist. You chose everything that a percussionist plays. So I didn't actually know I was choosing drums when I picked my huh. instrument. And so I said, okay, well, that's kind of neat because if you're a clarinet player and you choose clarinet in sixth grade, you're going to play clarinet the rest of your life. Yeah, it's nice that you can you can you, do other things. For me, I have variety, right? Yeah. I can play timpani or marimba or vibes or xylo or triangle tambourine, whatever. There's so many choices. Yeah. So I, I kind of use that as a way to say, okay, cool. I'll learn something new. And then when I was in high school, I decided I kind of wanted to play drum set. Um, and my parents wouldn't get me one. They're um, loud. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like the idea. So my uncle decided he wanted to get me a drum set to piss oh, my parents God. off. Oh, jeez, no. Wait, he on your mom's or dad's side? Uh, on my, my mom's side. Oh, that's... So my, well, here's the thing. My parents were divorced. Okay. So I was living with my dad and stepmom. Yeah. My mom's brother bought it for me while I was, you know. Okay. So other side of the family. Uh, bought me like a $175 drum set. It was pretty pitiful. The cymbals were all cracked. The stands were falling. I loved it. I mean, I just loved everything about the drum set. I played it a lot. Mm -hmm. We put it down in the basement. It was really cold and, and humid in the basement, but I would go down there and I would play it. And um, got to the point where I, I played in a little, you know, local high school band that wasn't anything great mm -hmm. and um, sold it for about 150 bucks and use that money to get a new drum set. And I played that drum set for a few years. I sold that drum set. Then I started working in a drum store. Hmm. I worked in a drum store for about seven or eight years. And wow. I taught lessons there. Yeah. And so I was able to learn a lot about drums by working in the store, knowing yeah. what products were available. Um, and I, a lot of my kits, uh, two of my drum, I have, I own three drum sets. Uh, two of my drum sets were purchased from that store when I worked there. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, Everything I do outside of streaming involves drums. Everything. Jeez. Writing, playing, teaching, all of it. That's insane. I, I was in band in, I think it was high school. I, I, don't, I feel like my schools just didn't take band very seriously. We had a teacher. <laughs> that was it. But okay. like they, did, they just, and they called it band um, or music yeah. class. And they, I, I don't think they took it very seriously because I played the <laughs> bass. And there was two other kids in my, in my class that also played the bass. But when I say played, I mean they showed up because what they would do is they would turn their stuff on. As soon as the teacher would say go, they'd quietly unplug their stuff and then make it look like they're playing the bass and not actually play the bass because they didn't care enough. And I was the only bass player. And there's a few other people in my class who do the same. And uh, trumpets. Oh, my God. I don't know if this is still a thing, but when I was in high school, all the guys wanted to play trumpet. All it's a very popular instrument, yeah. It's Why? Popular. It's so boring looking. It's three things. It's just it's... well, but but typically they think that means it's going to be easy. It's so not. <laughs> then they realize it's not. <laughs> oh my god! I wanted to play the saxophone so bad. I think a lot of people like the saxophone. I think a lot of young kids think the saxophone looks cool, sounds cool, and they want oh, to yeah. play it. And saxophone's one of the easier instruments to make a sound. Really? Just to make a sound, like to just. You don't because like when you put a saxophone uh, mouthpiece in your mouth, you don't have to do a lot with your embouchure, which is how your mouth is set up. Okay. Whereas like clarinet or flute or trumpet, like trumpet, you have to learn how to buzz. All the brass instruments, you have to learn how to buzz. Yeah. You know, with clarinet, you have to have a little bit more of an overbite. With flute, there's no resistance, and the air just goes over the the hole. Flutes freak me um, out. But 
But saxophone, you can really just put the mouthpiece in your mouth and just blow, and it will probably make a sound and work. And that doesn't always work for the other instruments. Yeah. Uh, percussion, though, percussion is one of those that's the absolute easiest to make a sound because you grab a stick and you drop it and it makes a noise. Yeah. So that's one of those that it's the most gratifying in uh, early in the process. But then the kid has to have rhythm or, you know, be remotely intelligent because at some point it gets really difficult. Drums can be very, like, coordination-wise, right? Yeah. Independence between all your limbs. Uh, there's a lot going on in percussion. There's a lot going on in all instruments, but... And then you, you, you get a kid to learn how to play a snare drum really well, and then you hand him a tambourine, and you say, now you have to learn how to play a tambourine. And you go, well, it's a tambourine, just two and four. Yeah, but there's some really difficult things to do on a tambourine. I mean, you could go to YouTube and type in, like, random percussion instruments and there are people that are masters of like shakers like you just like i've watched people play different shaker instruments and i'm like i could never do that huh i've been playing for 35 years i could never do that on a shaker okay. just because people have committed their lives to these like one instrument okay so what is the meaning of percussion then because once you mention shaker if that's in that family i don't understand the definition well, of that word anymore Percussion is uh, to strike. So sound is created oh. by one thing striking another, which means a piano. A piano I would, yeah. Percussion is God damn it. I was just going to ask that because I'm like, <laughs> it has to be then. Because of the hammer hitting the strings. Huh. Yeah, it's not a stringed instrument. So anything that can be struck. Huh. Does anybody yeah. else in your family play music like your family? So both of my daughters are percussionists, both of them. They chose it when they were in sixth grade for band. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't choose. I didn't tell them I want you to do this. They knew I was a percussionist. They knew I was a percussion teacher. But um, my wife is a clarinet player. She was clarinet all the way through high school. Um, when she was done with high school, she didn't play anymore. But yeah, I would say all of us in the family play. My daughters are seniors in high school, and um, one of them has um, really taken a liking to it. Made all state. Um, wow. Um, one of the. You know, was the first chair uh, snare drummer in the district for all our high schools. Oh, that's which cool. for us is really cool because I mean, there's a lot of competition locally in Central Kentucky. the The band scene is really, really important. Yes, yeah. the, they really support the arts. So, um, she's probably going to try to play in the drum line at the University of Kentucky next year in their marching band, which would be really cool to be in a college marching band. That's cool. And I did that. I mean, I did it for four years, and it was a blast. I loved it. So I'm hoping. That's, that has to be like a proud dad moment. It has to oh, be. Oh, there's been a lot of proud dad moments lately. There's been a lot. Oh, my but God. But if I saw her playing in a marching band in college, yeah, just like I did, because I know how much it did for me. I mean, the experiences I got being in the band. And I know, I know it's very easy for people to ridicule the band or look down on the band. They think they're, they're nerds or they're lame or whatever. I, listen, <sighs> if you haven't been in it, and understand what it takes to do mm -hmm. it and the i mean like i didn't do any kind of fraternities or sororities because marching band was my fraternity yeah that was we really fraternities and sororities exist just so you have people to meet and get to know and have a, a group of people that you are around all the time that you have like as a family yeah well that was me for marching band you know, that was our family my drum line you know so i'm hoping that it is kind of the same for for her when she does it that's freaking cool, man. I Again, none of that has anything to do with streaming. <laughs> no, it's okay. We, we're, we're past the streaming part. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, 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 I really wish that the schools that I went to took music more seriously. I really do. Because, like, I have – I've tried to learn the piano. 
can't do it. I can't read sheet music. I've tried so hard and I cannot figure it out. There's just something. I I swear there is something missing up here because second language can't figure it out. Music can't figure it out. I have a guitar. Like it's right there. It's literally yeah. right behind this wall. And yeah. I bought one uh, before this one, before I got married. It was a Taylor 114 CE. I remember it because I loved the damn thing. It sounded beautiful. My buddy, when we went to Tom Lee, picked it up and he just he can play like a son of a bitch i hate him for it um and he plays christian music and regular music but he plays christian music around me because he knows it bugs me so he he grabs his guitar and he starts playing some christian song on it and i turn my head i'm like that sounds gorgeous he's like yeah it's god's music clint i'm like god <laughs> fucking damn it sean and i walk over and i sit down next to him and it really sounded really really good and because I've known him for so long, I went out of the room and I come back. I'm like, yeah, that's the one that I want. And he's like, you son of a bitch. Are you buying the one that I was playing? I'm like, yeah, because it sounds good. So I picked it up and I brought it out to the front and I bought it. And he's like, you're an ass. I was going to buy that one. I'm like, yeah, well, you played it. it. Sounded good. So I want it. So I brought it home. And I how had many it. times have you played it since? That one I played probably, honestly, probably less than 20 times in the, yeah. in the like five years I had it. And then I got yeah. married and okay. I had to fund my own wedding. So I sold my guitar to some kid in the States oh, for no. 2000 US. Oh, wow. And then I immediately went and bought another guitar that I have played yeah. less than 10 times because yeah. no matter, I, I don't know where to start. There's yeah. something about like, I where like any book where it's like, okay, you're going to play the G chord for like four hours until you memorize it. Like, I'm bored. Well, here's the thing. I have a guitar. Uh, my wife bought it for me. I yeah. think it is so pretty but I've probably played it five times. It looks great, and I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Mm -hmm. But as a, I mean, listen, you would think I might be able to gravitate towards it. I just couldn't even get the setup right. Like, just the fingers, hand, right? Well, just the way my angle of my arm underneath the fretboard and like my fingers on the strings. And after, you, if you have no calluses, yeah, it hurts. You know, you need strings that are a little bit more forgiving. Oh, and yeah. You don't have to press as far, you know. It, it just was very difficult for me. I tried and tried to learn. Mm -hmm. But when you said books, I think a lot of us try to uh, self-teach, Yeah. whether it's through books or watching videos. I need it's a It's very easy now to go to YouTube and say, uh, teach me how to play guitar. You know, I think guitar is probably one of those things where you are best served going to at least take a lesson. Um, it'd be like like taking a golf lesson, you know, like if you wanted to play golf, yeah, you could go to YouTube, you could watch you could read a book. Um, but if you just went and took one lesson and you mm -hmm. had a pro tell you, okay, you need to do this with your stance, like it, real time feedback. Yeah, no different than guitar. Like if you had someone there saying, no, you need to move your elbow more this way, you don't a video in a book's not going to tell you to do that. So I feel like it, if you really, really want to learn how to play guitar, you kind of have to make that step. That's um, that's some really good advice, and it's what it's to me right now. It's one of those things like, how did you not figure that out on your own? <laughs> well, I, I don't know how old you are. I'm but, thirty-three. <laughs> okay, so I've had people in their forties and fifties yeah. um, ask me for lessons, and and I'll go do a lesson or mm -hmm. two with them. And I know people that are our age, anybody that's really out out of college, yeah, that's working and and you know has a career. They see the drums or they see a guitar, and mm -hmm. they're like, "I really want to be able to do that." Okay, that's great. 
but are you willing to put in the time when you have a career and family? Yeah. And so I'll go do a lesson or two and I'll say, you know, we're going to work out of this book. You know, this is a good book for us to work out of that way. We've got something I can say, Hey, you want to look at this page? I'll come back in a week. This is what we're going to do. Okay. Um, I, I have not had luck with people continuing that after like a month because they just realize it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. They'll, what they'll do is they'll see what they're capable of right now. Like I'll say, play this beat. Boots, gods, boots, gods, boots. God. We're just going to focus on like the beat that's found and everything like Billy Jean, anything. Yeah. Just, just your basic, basic beat. We're going to make that great. And they're going to realize they can do that. They didn't really have to work at it because it's not too difficult. Mm -hmm. I was able to show them in like five minutes what to do with their foot, what to do with their right hand, what to do with their left hand. Yeah. That's the easy part. This is what you can do right now. Now, if I ask you to take that up a level and it's something you ab you can't even think about right now, it's not in yeah. your brain, it's not in your muscles, and it's going to take practice, then they realize this might not be for me. And now they have a $1,000 drum kit in their living room. And they've got it. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and they sell it to support their wedding. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yep. Holy cow. So what's in the, what's in the future for streaming? Like, what are you, what are you thinking of doing? Um, that's a good question. I, I would love the stream to keep evolving and keep growing, but mm. I also, like I said earlier, I know that there's a ceiling on, on what I'm doing. Yeah. People have said, well, would I ever go full time? The thing is I just do so much with, with playing and teaching and writing, Yeah. um, with my other jobs that, that for me, streaming is really an outlet away from real life yeah like when i'm when i'm streaming for those three hours um i'm typically not thinking about you know what bills are due or what mm -hmm. do i have to do tomorrow what's my schedule for tomorrow it's just three hours that i don't have to think about that and um it's great to be able to just see the same names um that that i've i've grown accustomed to to being in chat and get to know and um as for what's in the future i i really I don't know. And and two years ago, um, you know, when I when I made that uh, assessment that after three years I had 580 followers. Yeah. I remember that number because now I have 5,800 followers, and you know it's That's it's grown huge. times ten in two years. Now it's definitely slowed down because the flight sim community is only so big. Yeah. And so if you're not looking for a flight simmer to watch on Twitch, if you're just not looking, you're not going to find me. And so I would have to make a choice. I would have to say, you know, am I okay with where I'm at right now? Mm -hmm. And if it just stayed right here for the next however long. Um, and I am. I mean, I like it. I like it. But I also do the same thing pretty much every night. I stream almost seven nights a week and like if you look at that twitch tracker.tv it shows that in the um in the five years i've streamed five yeah. and a half now that i average five out of seven days a week that's from day one that's crazy man so now i only don't stream when i'm out of town and and i really just do it because the people keep coming back they're, they're always there mm -hmm. like if they weren't there like if there were a night where i had you know, half the viewers or less than half the viewers, I might say, okay, Saturday nights don't really work. And yeah. sometimes there are nights that, uh, you know, there aren't as many people watching and I get it. 
I can't expect, yeah. I don't think anybody can expect your audience to be with you 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you can expect them to be, you know, 50% of the time unless they just really feel like that's a part of their routine, yep. you know, because I think as a viewer, you get to the point where you feel comfortable with not only the streamer, but the people in chat, hmm. which at least for my chat is is very typical. And I know like, you know, um, Aquaberry and and you and um, Average Guy and Hollywood's like these Rohara, these people that stream that are part of that community, they all know each other. Hmm. I love that because I feel like in our community, we also have people that are there consistently. Mm-hmm. If they weren't there consistently, it would probably be easier for me to say, hey, I'm not going to stream every night. But because I really have the same audience for the most part, yeah, I enjoy doing it. So as it's, for it's where like it's meeting gonna at go, the bar. I don't know. It's it's yes, yeah, it's like yes, it's like meeting in the bar with your friends. It just happens exactly, to be behind yeah. a computer screen. That's exactly um, right. I had this question I asked a bunch of people on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm curious to know your answer on this. Do you see? Do you think streaming is like a TV show? At one point, it has to come to an end. I I do. I do see it as a TV show, but as for it has to come to an end, I don't know about that and I'll explain why. Yeah. Not every show not every show does come to an end. I mean, if you think about like think about like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. I mean, those shows have been going for 40 years, right? I mean, if you have people that have made that a part of their daily routine, mm-hmm. you know, um Am I going to have does, does Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy have the same audience it did 30 or 40 years ago? No, it doesn't. But it's it's withstood the test of time. Yeah, um, I think streamers um, are kind of the same. I mean, am I going to have the same audience in two years that I have now? Um, maybe some, maybe some, but I can't expect them to stick around. Yeah, that would be unfair of me to just think, well, they're going to stay not only every night, but forever. It's not going to happen. But I do think people that really, really love, and let me, this is kind of interesting too. <laughs> people that really love Flight Sim, yeah, they will hang out on our channel because we do a lot of group flights. We fly together. Yeah. And so they like that. Me personally, I'm not as diehard a Flight Sim fan as most of my viewers. I'm not. I don't, they're, they're flying in Flight Sim throughout the day. And then I stream, and then they fly with me. Holy cow. I don't do that. I went be, and, and part of that is because I'm doing it every night for a couple hours, you yeah. know? And so I'm just not as diehard as them. I That's why if I were not streaming, I probably would not be playing Flight Sim anymore. Huh. Like, if, if it were just me on my own at 11 o'clock at night, yeah. I'm probably not going to boot up flight sim and start flying it's just because i've been doing that for two and a half years do you play anything on the side like on your own like any just you time games yeah i do Uh, like i said hearthstone every now and then is a game it's because it's a card game i like playing it when i'm like eating a meal or watching a youtube video because i don't have to pay attention to it the entire time i might have it on one monitor while i have youtube open on another but i also love playing old games like i said earlier so i have a steam deck um, and it's got a lot of retro games on it. Um, uh, I will play newer games too. I mean, the Steam Deck lets you play a lot of new games. Yeah. Um, I even brought back Grand Theft Auto 4. What? Yeah, the fourth one. Is the Steam Deck uh, the bathroom console, or do you actually use it outside the bathroom? 
no, I, I don't use it in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, I, for me, it's hooked up to an external monitor. Oh. And so I use it almost as another computer because I don't have enough hard drive space on this computer yep. to do everything. So, But it's also nice because if I want to take it with me somewhere, if I'm traveling, it's still got all those games on it that I've been playing. So I, I still really like playing games, but a lot of my personal time... I find that I I don't play as many games because either I'm writing music yeah. for this company, um, or you know doing things on the side for teaching. It's just I don't have as much time as I would love to have, but I think everybody would feel that way. That's fair. Have you ever thought of doing the uh, the full sim setup, like cockpit and everything? Or oh, I'd love it. Listen, if I won the lottery, I would love it. That would that would breathe some new life into this whole thing, like. If I had a place, uh, if I got, if I had a full cockpit simulator, I'm talking the whole thing. Yeah, I think that would make for great entertainment because I've watched people do it, and I think people really like watching it. Yeah. Also, it would probably give uh, like my wife an opportunity to sit in the co-pilot seat and get to experience it a little bit, and so it could probably be more of like a dual kind of stream. I think that she would enjoy it, and you know, she can't, she's not gonna be able to do it the way I have this set up. Yeah, um, but I think. That would only happen if we like won the lottery or something. We're not gonna ever come across that kind of money to, to own something like that. But if or, we had if we had a ton of money, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, or plane just crashes in your backyard and they're like, yeah, just keep it. You're like, just oh! keep it. yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, even then, you still have to have all the all the guts, all the wiring, and you know, that's Jeez. I've seen people with like full motion simulators, full motion cockpit simulators, and yeah, that my luck, I would end up purchasing that and be really excited and then i would get in it and then i'd start flying and i'd get very nauseous and i'd be like well we got to take this back oh yeah yeah that's why i've got the vr like my whole setup is right here in front of a 55 inch tv thanks to you yeah. this is 100 yeah. percent because of you no, and, no. <laughs> uh, oh yeah 100 i'll send you a picture of it afterwards if i haven't already <laughs> and uh, i got my vr right next to it that i use every once in a while because i have found with flight sim you have to use the mouse yeah you have to I, I was really hoping that I could do everything with the buttons and all this other stuff, but there are some things you just have to use the mouse. Well, and hopefully, I thought at some point they were going to make the controllers you have for VR yeah. uh, replace the mouse, but I, I guess they haven't done that yet. It's it's not the best because, you know, like, you're you're sitting in the plane. You're, you're like, right here, like, my, my hand and my chest, like, right here, and you kind of have to do this motion. So, like, to touch the chest so that the pointer knows where it's pointing. Yes, yes. So, until they come up with haptic gloves, yeah, yeah, it's not happening. I, the VR thing for me is a little weird because um, when I purchased our VR that we have, it's the Oculus Quest 2, mm -hmm. um, I originally got it because I had never really dealt with VR and I thought it'd be cool. But I got to the point where... I just wanted to kind of use it to like it can put you in a movie theater. Oh yeah, and you can, and I think that's so cool being able to like look around and see people sitting in the seats. And but then I was like, after trying to watch something for like twenty minutes, um, I didn't really like the experience. I don't know what it was. It um, it was I, it, it being right on my face, and um, it didn't feel like I was there. Yeah, because it is. I don't think they've done that yet. They haven't made it feel like you're actually there. It's hmm. just, it feels like there's a screen really close to my eyes. Yeah. Huh. Um, and I don't know if it just doesn't move at the same rate as my brain thinks it should move. It when doesn't. I turn my head. Yeah, they and don't I have the ability that, to yet. Yeah, I think that just makes me a little nauseous. Um, 
I can, you know, I played like a ping pong game and some other things, miniature golf that I think is pretty cool. But again, after like 10 minutes, I'm like, I just, I can't really do this. There's what VR is currently isn't what I would like. There's a few games that are really good. Like Moss is a really good one, but it, it tends to be the games that are good in VR are top down. So where you yeah. are basically God in this world and you're pointing and clicking where you want your character to go. Those right. games I have found are beautiful because they're smooth. You're there's no motion sickness. You're just controlling a character on the screen. That's like way down here and you're just looking down on it. Those games are great. Beat Saber because you're standing still and like That's stuff is, that stuff. Like but that some of the games like uh, I think it's called Gorn. I think it's called Gorn. I might be wrong on that, but you basically put on like a sword and a shield and you fight in a, in an arena. And unless you have like a gigantic room where you don't have to worry about smashing your knuckles on a wall, which I've done, they're fun. But because there's no feedback from the hits, yeah. it still doesn't. Right. It, it's just right. not there yet. Well, and Beat Saber, I was really excited about as a drummer. I thought, oh, that'll be great, you know, because it's all about timing. And and um, and I really struggled with it. And I think it's because there just might have been a little bit of lag from where it actually does it. And then when it registers, it yeah. just wasn't exact for me personally. Um, my daughter loves it. I mean, like, what's funny is I got that Oculus Quest thinking it would be for me. And it's really my daughter uses it more than anybody. <laughs> now. Which awesome. at least somebody's getting use out of it. Wow. Well, Thank you. I enjoyed this. I, I learned no, everything you. about you I've been trying to avoid in the past few months, and it was exciting. Um, I am very curious to see where your channel goes. I'm I'm very curious, because for the past like few months, it's been like, Fliggity, you gotta check out Fliggity. I'm like, who the hell is Fliggity? And then all of a sudden, they, I, I was brought in there by Connor, and it was the best thing ever. I had a blast. And well, I need to I'm get to flying more, because these things haven't been touched in a few weeks. Yeah, I know. I know that it's it's it, flight sim is one of those things that it's. Uh, I've seen people do what you did, and that's purchase all the stuff. Yep. And then they kind of step back a little bit because it's a little too much too soon. Uh, I see people buy flight sim, and then they buy all the peripherals, and then they get in the fastest jet they can find, and they fly it for like twenty minutes, and then they get bored with it. And, you know, if you ask them, okay, now that you've done that, go back and fly one of the slowest planes mm -hmm. and learn how to really use it. That's just too boring for them. They just don't. They want that quick, quick, quick. And next thing you know, you're stuck with these peripherals. Yeah. That you just don't use a lot. Yeah. Have you have you flown the world? I don't mean like around the world, but like how much of the world have you flown so far? Uh, I I haven't looked at the actual countries that we have flown. Um, there are definitely places that we rarely touch. Um, yeah. We've done a couple of around the world flights, but I mean, like if you asked if I've flown in like where in Africa I've flown in we've probably touched like four countries in Africa I mean oh, wow just and, and part of that too is just uh, when I'm thinking of where I want to fly on stream people really don't want to watch something that they don't know a lot about or doesn't doesn't have that um entertainment value like they want to see like I know that place yeah of. or if they fly over a desert for two hours yeah you know or uh a, you know just random trees for two hours they want to see something that looks kind of familiar yeah usually i can understand you know? that yeah I, i've done a couple flights from like seattle to vancouver or seattle to victoria and like just on my coastline where it's like that's pretty. i know this like, place but it's all but that's also very pretty yeah like that whole area is great but if we were flying over like ghana nigeria you know that in the sim 
isn't going to look great. There's not a lot of data that we have anyway, like because they use Bing Maps for all their data. Oh, so it's probably it's all generic. So it could just be um, made up at that point. Well, so so they use a technology where if there's a building, they replace it with a generic building that's about the same size. Oh, so it kind of looks the same, but not really. But most of it's all going to look the same. Like in, if we flew over that part of Africa or something, there's not going to be a lot of points of interest, right? There's not going to be, you know, a bridge that that the simulator has handcrafted to look great, you know, where you could fly around and go check this thing out. It, nothing like that exists there. They now I know done. why my house doesn't exist in there because I looked for it and I'm like, that's not yes. even remotely close what this area looks like. Yeah, there's two types of areas in the sim. You have generic and photorealistic. Yeah. And, and I, I would say in the entire world, probably five percent of it's photorealistic it's probably big things like the pyramids or well they've handcrafted those like they've actually created those um through their software when i say photorealistic they've taken this technology where in different cities they've taken a 2d image of the map and then created buildings out of the 2d image based on the height and elevation of all their data that's cool so if you go down like from up top it looks great but if you fly low all the buildings look like they've been made out of (laughs) play-doh like they're all like almost melted because it's these images that have been morphed and moved around to create buildings um which look great from the sky because that's it's a flight simulator it's not a driving simulator that's fair um, but most of those cities that they've not done that data to, yeah, they've just put generic buildings to replace buildings. So gotcha. that's how you kind of know if you if yours is generic or photorealistic. Okay, I have one last one last thing I want to ask, okay. and then we'll we'll call it at that. Where did you come up with your name? Uh, I didn't come up with it. A student did. Um, my last name is Flack, and I had a student about almost twenty years yeah. ago say fliggity flack and then all my other students just started saying fliggity and at the time that was when like the saturday night live uh sketch of uh the copy machine making copies i don't know yeah 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 so he would be like steve-o steve-o-ronovich you know he would kind of do all these different takes so my students would say fliggity fliggeronovich (laughs) fliggamoso they would do all these different takes on fliggity oh man and so my Xbox account at yeah. the time, I just named Fliggity. Okay. That was my And that still is. My mm-hmm. Xbox name is still Fliggity from over 20 years ago. And um, when I started streaming, I tried to use Fliggity, but it was taken. Yeah. Uh, or not even streaming, when I just created a Twitch account. So I had to do Fliggity 1976, which was my birth year. Yeah. And it became Fliggity 1976 for four years. And then recently, someone had kind of put the bug in my ear of, hey... Do you think you could get Fliggity now that you're a partner? I said, I don't know. I, I can ask. And so I messaged Twitch, and they had to look. And Fliggity was an account that was taken, but it was inactive. It yeah. wasn't ever being used. And so uh, they just gave it to me. And you have to be so, partner for that? I don't know. I don't know. somebody has Gumble, which is what I uh-huh. want. And I, uh-huh. I've told my viewers we need to go bully the shit out of this kid until he gives <laughs> me my name back. But the yeah. account's been inactive for years. So yeah. there's, I don't think there's going to be any bullying, it's a, sadly. It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if you have to be partner. I really don't. I just know that it probably didn't hurt yeah. when I did it. Um, And they were, Twitch was very good about uh, messaging me, like replying to me and 
you know, is this what you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I guess, because I knew that it would change some things with my, my logo had the 1976 in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I did not um, give myself that nickname. That was from a student. That's so cool, man. Well, those are the best nicknames. The ones you don't give yourself. Yep. I, I kind of stole mine from my brother a little bit. He used to be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gumble on Xbox. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, Gumble Blaze, let's go. <laughs> no, I never told him he's in the other room, so I have to whisper that. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. This was oh, thanks for having me. I I had a blast. Like honest to God, I really did because I I needed to know so many things. I wanted to yeah. ask about the background, but I'll save that for another day. Oh, that's not. It's really nothing. It's just a bunch of Lego sets and games. It's just me being a kid. It's just really cool. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. But thank you. Thank you for doing Thank if, you for having me. If there's anything you want to say or add at the end, please, please go ahead. No, I mean, I just, you know, uh, I, this is probably the second time somebody's asked me to do it, and I, I never understand why. Because you're interesting um, as hell, man. <laughs> I, I, but I, to me, it's just, it's just, this is just how I live. It's just my normality. I think that's so why just, people like you. You're, you're very humble, like very. And I hate using that word because everyone's like, oh, you know, they're just very humble. But no, literally, like your your answers, your responses and everything, you, you're, I think that's why you're so relatable for people. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, everybody who's listening to this stuff, this is Fliggity. You can find them on Twitch. Uh, what else do we do you have? That's it. I'm not, listen, I, I not much. There's some random stuff out there, but it's not important. Let's keep it to Twitch. We'll all stick to sure. Twitch. Um, and thank you very much, man. And uh, Thank you. Thank everybody, you. Everybody listening, thank you and have a good night.